This is the TJ Show. There's been a lot of mystery since yesterday. J-Bo, our friend who's here with us every day normally, is out sick. And we thought for sure she'd be back today, but there was more to the story, and she sent us a little message in a bottle. Do you okay. want to hear it? Yeah, yes. please. What's up, guys? I'm just trying to answer the famous question that's being asked lately. Where's J-Bo? I'm at home, sick. I thought it was just a common cold, and I was ready to... <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, I kind of backed away from the... Uh, <laughs> wait, she's not here. I could feel it. You do bit, that yeah. when people cough, they go, like, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty obvious about it, and I know it's offensive, but it's like, I don't know. I just want to shield myself. I was ready to come back to work today after being out yesterday, but I was talking to my husband, Archie, and he convinced me to take an at-home COVID test. Now, as soon as I put my Q-tip in the envelope with the drops, it was double pink line quick. Oh, double pink. You know what that means. I put my Q-tip in, and it was like, pink, pink. Oh, pink, pink. You got COVID. So, yeah, I'm at home. It's the first time I've gotten COVID, um, which is, it's really wild. Can you believe she's gone all these years without getting it? Yeah. To even say that, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that this is the first time. But overall, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. See, and that's great news. And it's so confusing. It's like, well, what do you do? You go to the CDC website. You want to obviously protect everyone. I mean, do we want her here? I, I mean, normally, yes. But I'm saying <laughs> but no. with COVID. No, I, I don't. Yeah. We we want to, because uh, then it passes around and everything, and it's it's yeah. disruptive to our lives. And I'm also really grateful she's okay. Because, you know, I, I think about my Uncle Jimmy, who died, yeah. you know, early on. And now it almost seems like it's a different thing for most people, thank God. Um, but we just want her to be well. So no, I'm not on the beach anywhere. Mm. I'm not having a blast. I just, I, I have COVID. Now, do you feel better that she's not on a beach having a blast? I feel like I'd rather I have her on a beach having a blast. I mean, I thought she was just playing hooky. I thought she was trying to, you right. know, get out of, you know, come back to work in the new year. But now I take that back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now and you I feel, feel really bad, bad I feel, about yourself. I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we ever consider maybe... Jabo could have borrowed my chicken costume and she could have done the show in the chicken costume. I think that's kind of like a hazmat suit. If she would be open to it, I would think that'd be safe, right? That would keep the virus out. Yeah, Although there yeah. is that mesh where your face goes. Well, if she puts a mask on, I think that Under the chicken do- suit? Yeah, double protection. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah, you can you can ask her if she'd be comfortable with that. Okay, I'll text her. I'd be open to it. Uh, but I miss you guys. And uh, I heard you guys try the whole AI co-host thing yesterday. Don't play with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had an AI co-host that sounded sort of like Jabo, and we were going to go that route. Spot had, on, really. We had Jabo fill in. If you missed it, this was yesterday. Hi, TJ. I'm Jabo. Yeah, yeah, and I, you I mean, thought it was pretty close. I, I hear it. I can, you know. Yeah, I like the idea of uh, machines learning every nuance of our show, and then just being able to fill in for any one of us at any given time. And I'm confident I can fill in for her on the show today. Yeah, you remember, she said she was very confident. Through thousands of hours of ingesting this show's audio and machine learning technology. Yeah, that's how she did it. So, uh, <laughs> Jabo did not like that. And I'm glad I made the decision not to allow her to fill in. Yeah, I'm one of a kind. Like, yeah. nothing could ever replace me. Just like you are one of a kind, and nothing could ever replace you. So, I'll see you guys soon. I love y'all. Oh, we love you, Jabo. And I want to thank her husband, Archie, who is active in the U.S. military and suggested she take the COVID test because I was catching up with Jabo last night. That, by the way, stand at attention when I'm talking about Archie. Oh, attention! He was the one who recommended she take the test. He's a smart guy. Spared us all. Yeah. He's protecting us. Nice. And our nation. That's what he does. This is the TJ Show.
You guys love going to see live music shows, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. So I'm at a show in a very small venue, and full band, all real instruments, and a singer takes the stage, and I was quite literally blown away. I'm listening to this guy sing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's hitting every single note. Who is this guy? He's a superstar. And I'm enjoying the whole show, I'm having a great time, and I come to find out a little bit later that he sounded so good because the audio engineer was digitally tuning him live during the show. So it wasn't lip syncing. It was his voice was going through what is essentially an app. And it was so seamless. Like when I think auto-tune, I think of like that Kanye sound yeah. where it's like, and it's so obvious that it's an effect. This was being passed off as if he was actually singing. And it was perfection. Was he not really singing? No, he was singing, but his voice was then, like, if he was a little bit off, and I don't know uh, if he was off I or see. not, but I found out that this is what was being used, and I, I kind of felt deceived, and I thought, well, what does this mean? Are more singers doing this than we think? And does this mean that everyone just sings perfectly now, forever? Mm. What, what does that do for live music? How does that make you feel? I don't know. I used to be very much against auto-tune in general. I thought of it as cheating, so I'm with you there. However, some artists today have kind of turned auto-tune into its own art form, and I think they're using it in a creative way where I don't hate it as much as I used but to. when you're going to see a live show, yeah, you're expecting to see like the raw singer and it just feels like a cheap way out, and it almost seems like something most people could do. I agree with you on that. Like, the auto-tune is obvious. You know they're using auto-tune. With this, what you're talking about, sounds like it's deceptive a little bit because they're just fine-tuning everything to make him sound perfect. Yeah, exactly. Now, if I wanted to be a singer, I would not make myself sound perfect. I would be exactly who I am. I would stay this way. I like that. Ooh, I can't sing that well. To sell mm, What will I do With my lack of fame That no one will be Screaming my name Whew, Imagine how embarrassed I feel I'm all alone Without a record deal All because I choose to stay real It's all because I stay real When you hang with me That is my deal Ooh. You hear that? That's real No auto-tune on that? Nothing? No auto-tune Wow Totally That's actually pretty good Legit Yeah, thank you Yeah Well done on the harmony Yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. that impressed. was legit harmony Did your wife help you with that at no. all? No, that was me I'm shocked Yeah, no, at some point That's that good. might get released <laughs> And people could potentially stream that and download it I gotta talk to some executives yeah. And find of out course. how mm -hmm. we do that But I think there's something to authenticity You felt something there, didn't you? That's the new hot song of 2024 <laughs> Yeah So, yeah, be careful at these live shows You gotta, uh, you gotta wonder Like, that guy may have been a great singer that I went to go see, but I don't know. Yeah. Because it was just put through this effect that made him sound perfect. So who knows? Does it what's real anymore? This is a bit of a dream scenario. 
you've ever been in a job that's just super toxic and you dread going to work every day. Oh, yeah. You're not alone. There are other people that are going through that same thing currently or have been there and escaped. (laughs) What a scenario. BuzzFeed is sharing this story of an anonymous person. They were contacted by a third-party job recruiter. After about five minutes on the phone discussing his work experience, the recruiter tells him the name of the company and the expected salary. It turns out it was the same job he quit four years earlier. And they want to hire this guy back now. Four years ago, he made $16 an hour with a bachelor's degree. The job is now paying $150,000 a year. Significantly more than he even makes at his current job. What would you do in this scenario? The job comes back. They're trying to hire you back. They realize they messed up. They're now offering you almost quadruple your pay. I mean, I guess that depends on what the situation was like at the previous job. I mean, no, you take it back. I mean, it's significantly more money and you already know how to do the job. Well, (laughs) sounds super easy. Listen to what this guy did. He said he, quote, wouldn't touch that company again with a 10 foot pole. He said he would not work there again. I would not do business with them. Hmm. That is how toxic the work culture was when he was there. He went on to say, I still have self-confidence issues from how toxic uh, that work culture was and what I experienced there. And he said, this is a joke. They wouldn't promote me when I was there. Now they want to pay me back. They're they're either extremely desperate or just plain stupid, probably both. So (laughs) talk about a situation that sounded pretty rough. But if the salary has changed and they're paying more money for that position, maybe the company culture has also changed. He doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm always curious to hear more, especially yeah. in a situation yeah. like that. You go, okay, well, what what are they uh, offering? How are things now? And yeah. in that situation, I probably would just lay out everything that I felt was wrong and see what they do with that information because sometimes new CEOs come in, yeah. new bosses who run things completely differently. I've seen companies that were beautifully run and then the leadership changes and everything goes down the toilet. Mm -hmm. And you go, how does that happen? It's about the leadership. And what I've found to be most valuable just in my life, and take this if it's helpful and toss it if it's not, but when we learn how a healthy work environment is supposed to run, sometimes that shocks us. We go, wait a minute, there are workplaces like this? (laughs) There are places that are drastically different from where I currently am? And when you get that information, when we find that out, the company that we're currently working for, they can't hide their toxicity any longer. And you go, oh, actually, I deserve better than this. And you come to find out there are a lot of places that do better than this. So it actually empowers us to know how a workplace is supposed to run. And then we take that information and it will either rise up in the current situation that we're in, or we'll be able to jump to another situation and we'll never look back. We'll go, oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Where do you get that information? Well, from people who have amazing jobs and seem really happy there, or in books where people have navigated this complicated business world and have stories to tell. It's all right there for us. It's just, do we want to investigate it and research it? And are we finally done being treated like garbage? This guy, he was. Even quadruple his salary will not bring him back. That's a toxic work culture. Yeah. Or at least it was. Again, it right. might be yeah, different now. I think you should give it a chance. It's a yeah. lot more money. Well, that's true. Some more research would be good. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. You are going to thank me for this. A little less than a year from now. This is going to make you so happy in about 12 months. (laughs) But you got to put the work in right now. And it's easy. It's very easy. Just trust me. Camera guy Josh 
This guy is a Christmas expert. And when I say he's got every detail down, I've never seen a gift wrapped as beautifully as camera guy Josh. Now, you may be checking your watch saying, are you talking about Christmas in January? Yes, you got to trust me. This is going to help you in the time frame that I'm saying. Camera guy Josh, please share the advice. And I know this is going to be tough for you because you want it all for yourself. But I do. Please share the advice that we've got to do now mm-hmm. so that come next December, we're set and we've saved lots of money. I mean, I mean lots of money. Lots of money. TJ, right now, all of the stores are getting rid of all of that Christmas stuff that was 100% full retail price two weeks ago. Right, okay. so we're talking wrapping paper. We're talking exterior illumination. We're talking exterior decor, interior decor. Now, just back up. When you say exterior illumination, you're right. talking about Christmas lights? That is how I refer to Christmas yeah. lights. It's the more technical term. I told you, he's very serious about this. This is the guy we want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there. I know you've been there. You go to some of these fancy Christmas shops. Even the fancy ones have deep discounts. Can, oh, I, tell, yeah. can I share a story real quick? Go for it. I'm not as good at this as camera guy Josh. But there was one year, and this was about 10 years ago, I was shopping with my wife at the fanciest Christmas store in town. And they've got LED lights that go on the tree for $130. And of course, I walk past that and I scoff. I go, who who would ever pay that? What does my wife say? I want that. Mm. And I go, what? $130? $130? A lot of money. Are you kidding me? And she goes, "Uh, yeah, well, do you think maybe one day? That one day came... In the following January. Hello. 80% off. 80%? 80%. And I think I wound up landing somewhere around 20 bucks for these lights. And we've had them ever since. And my wife loves them. Mm. This is the plan. This is what we've got to do. The, the holiday season, it makes people insane. They spend $130 on lights, but not camera guy Josh. Oh, no. No, no. He waits. He, oh, yeah. Like a lion, like a Christmas lion. He waits for the prices to get slashed. So this is the week now where we're talking 80 and 90% off, right? Absolutely. And Christmas stores are a great pr- place to look, but also like Walmart and any grocery store, there's a little box in the corner of the store somewhere <laughs> that's 95% off right now. All Christmas stuff. I mean, we are so disgusting as consumers. <laughs> These stores can't even put them somewhere in storage. Like, the Christmas tree wrapping paper is not going to be good next year. The one that they had this year is yeah. not going to be good next I mean, this is the insane world we're in, but let's take advantage of it. Well, I'm trying to figure out where Josh stores all this stuff. He's been doing this for years. Yeah, Josh. where do you store all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I bought a house is to store oh, okay. all of my Christmas oh, okay. stuff. Okay. Cool. Right. You do have to fill up a house if you have a house. Yep. This is not one for the way baby, to do it. But... So I want to encourage you. And, you know, if you're a dude like me, You've got a wife who's just like, oh, I want that $40 mushroom ornament. Mm-hmm. They're much cheaper right now. But if you go to the right store. Don't even get Josh started. I think we're like 15 days away from him having all of his Christmas shopping done already for next <laughs> Oh, for year. sure. I've got a good bit checked <laughs> off already. I'm ready to go. By the way, that's true. And I'm a fan of this because uh, my wife, she's introduced me to the advent calendar where every day you get a gift for your kids. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you fund something like that? You go to the store. That's an 80 or 90% off now, and you store it in the attic or whatever for next year. So thank you, Josh, for sharing your wisdom. No problem. This is the TJ Show. Happy holidays. I can't help but be fascinated by stories like this, because I don't understand it. I mean, I think I understand it. I have a theory. On December 31st, Target releases the Stanley Cup Valentine's Day collection. People have so many tumblers. You can't get away from tumblers. 
producer Kenny tried to tell me one time that he uses tumblers because it helps the environment. He just got another one. How many of these do you have now, these t- tumblers? I maybe have three or four. Three or four. Yeah. And they're going to wind up in a landfill next to my cups that I use. No, I'm going to continue to use them. And TJ, this is a Harry Potter tumbler. <laughs> so it's different. People, <laughs> th- we love these liquid holding devices. We just <laughs> love them, which is important. We all need to drink water, so I understand that. And tumblers, yeah, they're made differently, and Stanley's a very good quality product. But this is just, to me, this is over the line. So Target decides to put out a Valentine's Day tumbler collection. You get a two-pack of tumblers. It's such a hot ticket item with stores now limiting the cups to two per guest. And of course, we're all asking, well, what's so great about these tumblers? Shoppers get to pick from two colors, red or pink. Whoa. (laughs) The company also, so just if you think that's not enough, they also added a tiny heart right next to the Y of Stanley. Uh, So uh, this is... I'm sold. One Target employee took to Reddit and revealed there's a craze behind the new cups. There were 15 people or more lined up by 7.45 in the morning at the store. And they were all antsy. And when they opened, you could hear a rush of frantic shopping, carts from the back of the store. He says it was absolutely insane. Then another post says that employees had to monitor the amount of Stanley Cups as shoppers are buying them in large quantities, only to resell them for hundreds of dollars more, some going for as high as $205 on eBay right now. Now, I can't help but think this is all set up as a publicity stunt. Like, it's worked once, right? You know, Target is just in a long list of people who have teamed up with Stanley. Like, we saw this with Starbucks. There were people waiting outside. Who really wants these cups that badly? I mean, is this for real? Or is it just this brilliant way to get everyone, including us, talking about Stanley and even me? I've been sold on the superiority of Stanley. And I even have one. You know what I was sipping my water out of on the way to work this morning? A huge jug from Stanley. (laughs) And I felt proud of it. And I was very excited that I had one. I won it in a white elephant gift exchange. And it made my holiday season. So I'm with you. Like, I'm I'm sort of with the craze, but I don't understand this level of it. Which, you know, is like, this is what happens in the world. Everyone's gone berserk, but uh, some of us have gone less berserk <laughs> than others. And I think I'm in the less berserk category. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, Hydro Flask was yes. the big yes. thing. Everybody had a Hydro Flask. You almost never hear about Hydro Flask I don't even see them anymore. So one Target employee said their store got 50. Oh, wow. It's like gold. <laughs> and they were gone within minutes. Oof. You know, I can't blame these people lining up to do this. I mean, I think it's a pretty smart business decision. If you have the time on your hands to line up in front of a Target, buy one of these cups and sell it for a 200% profit, Go more do power it. to you. Go do it. See if it actually works. See, well, I'm too late now. I don't like that. I don't I don't like this whole reselling business that everyone's getting into. I think it's unfair. Like it's like what if I wanted a cup and I didn't do you have want time? One? Do you want one? I mean, they're kind of cool. You I kind I mean, I would spend the the $45, but I'm not spending $200 $45? on one. I mean, they're good. They're good cups. Okay, I've got a great deal to get water into your body. Okay. All right, I'm gonna get you. It's a red solo cup, (laughs) and I'm gonna sell it to you for ten dollars. I only I only drink my beer out of the red solo cup. Okay, but if you want it, water out of red solo cups, you're crazy. The deal is there for you. (laughs) Feel bad for our friend Jaybo. She's out sick. She's got COVID. I was catching up with her last night. I was about to go to bed, and the next thing you know, we're talking for 20 minutes. It's like, why aren't we just doing this on the radio? <laughs> One of the things we were talking about, because I was asking her how her new year was, and she just started sharing some of her favorite moments of the year. 
And we were like, why don't we just do this on the radio? Talk about, you know, your highlight and your low light. Do you guys have immediate thoughts that come to mind thinking about last year? your highlight and your low light. And actually, this is something that I do with my kids every single night for every single day. We call it your rose and your thorn. I don't know where they got it from. Each kid will have to go around the table and say, here was the rose in my day, highlight, and here was the thorn, low light. And just talking about it, it's something fun, like where we're not eating in silence, you know? (laughs) Um, We eat in front of the TV. Think about your answer. I asked J-Bo to send me her answer, and here's what she said. The highlight for me in 2023 was introducing my husband, Archie, to New York City. He had never been to New York City, and I just love seeing his reaction when he saw it for the first time. Mm. Being in the middle of Times Square. It is a magical place. Wherever you are in the country or in the world, if you have a spare weekend to just go out to New York, it is wonderful. Him looking and feeling overwhelmed, but still had a smile on his face and then me smiling at him. That was just really cool to see him experience that. So that was a highlight for me. Okay, low light. Now the low light of 2023, when my new apartment, the apartment that I just moved into had a leak. And I remember waking up and just finding puddles of water on the floor. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was early last year. And she had uh, water dripping down the wall, which you never want to see. And apparently a pipe burst above her, which is horrifying. I called the police. I called the fire department. (laughs) I called the leasing office. Somebody had to come turn this water off. I don't know who it was going to be, but I knew somebody had to come do it. So that was definitely a low light after I had just experienced a flood in 2022. Mm, yeah, she was in a flood, I think, in... St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. And so water finds her. At a previous apartment. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, well, that that's life sometimes. But she was so gracious about it. Remember that? And I hope j is going to be feeling better soon. I think she's going to be in, hopefully, by the end of the week. Yeah, yeah me too. Kenny, I'm, what about you? Interestingly enough, my highlight and low light both involve the same person. I go back to April of last year when it was announced that Aaron Rodgers was going to sign with my New York Jets. Mm. And then September 11th of the same year, four plays into Aaron Rodgers' season with the Jets, he tears his Achilles tendon. So your your highlight and your lowlight of your life is around a sports player? Of the year. (laughs) No, I know, but I mean like of you living your life last year. It's a sports-related well, I don't know. Maybe the highlight would be meeting my girlfriend, Alice. Well, have well, you that thought was about... the right answer. Hello. <laughs> there it is. Didn't you... Was it last year you met your girlfriend? Yeah. How could you say that? Why are you thinking <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers first? That's a weird decision. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> well, I mean, he's definitely the, the low light for sure. But yeah, I probably... Uh, I don't know why. I guess I thought a low light first. Which swing that, and a miss, to put it in thing. sports <laughs> All right. lingo. To be fair, my low light is also sports related. The Women's uh, World Cup was terrible this year for the U.S. Uh, they did terribly. They were, you know, number one team. They ended up going down to number three. Guys, this is not supposed to be even on your radar. No, as... it, it's sad because it's hard because they always win. And when they lose, so like, it's just bad. How do you get a town to take care of an issue in the neighborhood that they seemingly keep ignoring? This is pretty infamous, especially when it comes to potholes. I mean, how many times have we been in our car and we just run over a pothole? And you know that feeling, you feel it like shaking your teeth. Mm -hmm. It's so deep. Well, this town in Grand Haven, Michigan, just about an hour and a half north of our friends in Kalamazoo, there's this huge pothole. It went viral 
because someone put a leather recliner inside of it, which is maybe my favorite, most sarcastic response to a pothole ever. The tree was pretty close where someone planted a tree in a pothole. But this is a good one. Yeah, yes. but the hole must be huge. A recliner is not small. No. Yeah, I mean, this is over time, it just become this mammoth pothole. And the town originally said, well, they're not responsible for it because it's on a <laughs> private road. So people are fighting about that, and the community took it into their own hands. But here's the best part. A big mystery, the chair disappears, and no one knows where the chair is. So now someone removed the chair. They thought it was the town, and the town said, no, 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 it wasn't us. We didn't take the chair. Turns out the leather recliner winds up on Facebook Marketplace on sale for $1,000. It's assumed that either the owner retrieved it or someone else took it and tried to sell it. So then someone comes in and puts another chair in, a blue armchair, because the pothole needs a chair in it. Obviously, yeah. Then more people start taking furniture and creating an entire living room set around the pothole. That's fun. And it's now turned into this thing that everyone on the internet's watching along. The uh, town who said they're not responsible for it is now realizing, all right, all right, we're going to we're going to get this fixed. So, <laughs> to me this is a lesson that I'm going to file away when things don't get done, sometimes a little sarcasm mm-hmm. and a little bit of a squeaky wheel is what gets the job done. Do you remember when uh, Jabo was accidentally sent uh, an extra couch? Yes. <laughs> I wonder if she still has that. We should keep that just in case we need to put it in a pothole. Yeah, someday. our friend yeah. Jabo, who's out sick, and uh, we, we're hoping that she's just going to get better soon. I know she will. Wait, hold on. I think I just heard from her. No, not her. That was my wife. Um, <laughs> she'll be back soon. I talked to her last night. She's doing great. But yeah, she ordered a couch, and because there was a screw hole missing on the bottom of the couch, she put a complaint in. The response at the company was, we're just going to send you a new couch. Now, that's the most ridiculous thing. All she needed was this bolt or some sort of a screw. They send her a new couch. And her husband was able to fix the old couch. Yeah, yeah, easy, right. And next thing you know, now she's stuck with a couch. They won't take it back. They don't want to ship it back. And so eventually she donated that to someone who needed it. So we don't have that to put in a pothole. No, no, we don't. But this is what's happening on the planet. I mean, it's also a lot of this, I think, happens because of the internet. Or was this stuff happening in the 50s when no one could see it, but it was just like a a local legend, right? And no one ever knew if it was true. Now everything's recorded. Yeah, who would have reported on something like this? I don't know. It's that time of year. Brand new start. A lot of people piling into the gyms. I was at the gym the other day, and you can't even move around. You have to, like, tiptoe around certain weight machines. And notoriously, people who go to the gym all year round, you hear some complaints about this time of year, right? Oh, I can't get on my machines, or I can't get on the treadmills. They're all filled up. There's no one that I know who's more of a gym enthusiast than our friend Scotty, who we work with. This guy goes to the gym twice a day, and I wanted to get his take on this, because if anyone were to be annoyed, it would be him. And I want you to hear his point of view, so you don't get discouraged if you're one of these people who's deciding you want to be a healthy new you this year. Hey, TJ. All right, so I know you wanted my opinion as a, quote, gym regular as to how we sort of feel about all the new year, new you folks coming in, trying to get started, and how crowded and crazy the gym can get, especially in January with all these New Year's resolutions. Well, you know, in all honesty, I I embrace, I fully encourage people to do it. I mean, yeah, it gets an extra crowd in the beginning when you get people who are trying to get started on a program. And fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of people don't stick it out and stay, but a lot of people do. And you got to realize we were all beginners once and 
I don't know, my, my view in gym culture is most of us who are regulars really try to encourage newbies, get them in there, you know, try to give some pointers if they ask or are willing. See, that's so nice. Not only is Scotty excited about people coming in, but he's willing to offer advice. And that's something I'm always intimidated to do. I usually don't approach people who look like they can crush me. I would never. But they've got all this wisdom and a lot of them are willing to share. And what's the worst that happens? Okay, so you don't know how to lift a weight. What's the worst that could happen? They say no. Oh, Scotty's here. Hey, if you have trouble lifting that weight, I'll lift it for you. Can you lift me? Oh, absolutely. Get on the bar, TJ. <laughs> Come on over. The only other thing that really is a big pet peeve of me is they have to learn and pick up the gym etiquette. So in other words, don't, you know, don't leave your weights out when you're finished using them. Put your weights back on the rack. Yeah. And just be a positive force when you're in there. And that goes for the new people as well as the regulars. So, look, you've got license to go. Don't feel intimidated by the gym. I used to be one of these people who was so intimidated by the gym. And I realized it's all a bunch of people looking at themselves. They're not really looking at me. I always thought like, oh, gee, what are they going to think when I, I can barely lift a tenth of what they're doing? They're, they're looking at their own muscles. They don't care about what you're doing. TJ, if you go to the gym with me, you don't have to worry about intimidation. Nobody messes with me at the gym. That's true. I do like hanging around you. Whenever we're together, I feel safer. Hop right into my arms, TJ. <laughs> I'll take care of you. Can you feed me a bottle and take care of me? Goo goo gaga. Get on in here, brother. <laughs> Great. See, this is why you need strong friends around. They can help you learn how to lift the weights and they'll uh, they'll embrace you at the gym, which is what we need. Yes. And they'll swaddle you if you need it. Yeah. No, I need to be swaddled by Scotty. This is the TJ Show, our news. It sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? We're learning the story of the Humphrey twins from New Jersey. This set of twins is very rare because not only do the twins have different birthdays, but they were born in different years. Let me guess. This story comes out every year. <laughs> so we had one of the twins born December 31st, very late at night. And then the second one comes out, what, a minute or two later, and then, right? Well, close. Baby Ezra oh. was born at 11.48 p.m. on December 31st. I think I see where this is going. <laughs> Go figure, it was the same birthday as his father. Oh, then cool. Ezra's little brother, Ezekiel, was born 40 minutes later at uh, 12.28 a.m. on January 1st. Yeah, so next year, get ready for it, same story. And we're happy, you know, we're happy that everyone's okay. Now, if we can have a set of triplets born in three separate years, now, now that's a story. That is a story. Let's keep our <laughs> eyes open for that one. Now, interestingly enough, the mother initially went to the hospital on December 30th, but that was a false alarm. She returned the next day and stayed there until the next year. The family announced the arrival of the twins on Instagram, saying the newborns are so special they couldn't even share being born in the same year. I just know they're going to be world changers, and they couldn't share the same day, right? They need their own spotlight. I'm always impressed when someone that pregnant goes home because <laughs> I had a very serious discussion with the nurses and I go, I'm not going to be the guy to deliver a baby at home or in the car right over. So if you think the baby's close, we're going to hang out. <laughs> and if you don't want us in the room, we're going to be in the lobby and we'll buy the snacks they have at that weird little coffee shop in the lobby, but we're not leaving. I'm not going to be that guy. You've heard too many stories where, you know, you go home and then next thing you know, yeah, fireman, I'm not a fireman. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I think you'd do fine, TJ. Well, I don't want to take any chances. Okay. It's not my it's not my skill set. Let's just call that. Mm -hmm. Kenny, what else do you have? Well, first Winnie the Pooh and now Mickey Mouse 
You may remember yesterday we talked about how the 95-year copyright protection over Disney's original Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse expired on the first of the year. Well, a trailer for a new slasher horror film starring Mickey has already dropped. Can they do something else with him? Like, I remember Winnie the Pooh became a horror movie right away. Yeah, Blood and Honey. And now this one, it's a very similar movie. It might actually be the same exact movie. Well, it was a little, it's a little different because from what I understand, the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey plot involved Christopher Robin going to college and the Winnie the Pooh characters being upset that Christopher Robin abandoned them. Right, right. Which well, I after thought was all, a clever idea. After all the time that Winnie put into him. <laughs> so this one, which is called Mickey's Mouse Trap, is about a girl who works for an amusement park. I really don't want to know. I'm assuming the trailer's out there. The trailer's just, out there. It makes me sad. Like, I wish we could just keep Mickey nice. Although, Mickey does, there's rumors about Mickey that behind the scenes at Disney, he's got like a big barbed wire bat and he's in charge of all the money and there's just like stacks of cash everywhere. Oh boy, you better <laughs> right. run. Oh, I'm coming for you, TJ. No, Mickey, no. Oh, you better keep your mouth shut no. there. Oh. Are, you, are you really dangerous? Oh, you better believe it. Are you sure? You know how many billions of dollars Disney makes every oh, year? Oh yeah, okay, okay. I'm no. very powerful. No, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I bet he wished he sound, sounded more like a villain for this movie. <laughs> But yeah, you can't change that. Well, and just one other quick thing. So on the heels of this trailer dropping, another film was announced as well that features Mickey. A late night boat ride turns into a desperate fight for survival in New York City when a mischievous mouse becomes a monstrous reality. Oh. So two films already slated because that, of this. That happens in New York all the time. <laughs> yes. Kenny, what else do you have? You may remember this story. It was about a Las Vegas Burger King employee who celebrated 27 years on the job without missing a single day of work. This yeah, I do. came from back in June. His name was Kevin Ford, and Burger King gave him a gift for this accomplishment, and video of him opening it went viral. The gift included a backpack, a movie ticket, a Starbucks cup, and some candy and chocolate, and the general consensus was... A Starbucks a, cup? Yeah. You, First of all, you just know right there, there was one laying around in the manager's <laughs> office. I mean, that, that sounds like a little bit of effort. Yeah, and that, that was the <laughs> consensus, that this was clearly an insufficient gift considering his 27 years in this accomplishment. So from there, his daughter started a GoFundMe campaign for her dad, saying, in no way are we asking for money or is he expecting any money, but if anyone feels like blessing him, he would love to visit his grandchildren in New York. So the campaign raised $439,000. What? And the latest update on this story is that Kevin just bought a house. That is an amazing story. I have chills hearing that yeah. because it once again solidifies that wherever we are in this moment, if we're doing a great job with what we have right now, it leads to amazing things. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. What a story. And, and look at that. Like people are still uh, nice. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You, got, you got a bunch of people who contributed. Like that took multiple people to oh, contribute yeah. to that number. How inspiring and encouraging is that? Big time. And he's still working at that same burger. Oh, I love it. Where is that again? In Las Vegas. At wow. McCarran International Airport. So if you're ever at the airport in Las Vegas, go stop by and see Kevin. If it didn't require so much effort, I would go there. Like as soon as possible, but this just that's a bit much. How about a show field trip to Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, I, I always just, love that. I don't want to go through the annoyance of booking a flight and all that, but <laughs> okay. I would if it was easier. Okay, if there was a transport button, I'd go there right now and then come back. <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? NBC Universal has announced that they will have a new correspondent on the ground covering the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris, France, this summer. Who is it? 
None other than Snoop D-O-double-G himself, Snoop Dogg. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, what kind of an athlete is Snoop? Well, actually, not a bad athlete from what I've seen. He's played in celebrity basketball games and football games, but I think it's more his unique perspective and the commentary that he's going to bring to the table that NBC is interested in. He's really excited about it. He said he grew up watching the Olympics, and he's looking forward to seeing them in person from Paris. And he also said, let's elevate, celebrate, and make these games unforgettable. Smoke the competition, and may the best shine like gold. Peace and Olympic love, you dig? Yeah, I mean, these networks, they care about the athleticism to a point. (laughs) They care more about who's watching the athleticism and who isn't tuning in to see Snoop Dogg. That's got to be so much fun. Now, you may remember back when the Olympics were in Tokyo, NBC hired Snoop Dogg to provide highlight commentary for a dressage event, a horse dancing event. Yes, I do remember that. That went viral, right? Oh, yeah. Tens of millions of views. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, and, And I guess that's what they're trying to recapture here. But in addition to providing his perspective from the games, they're also going to have him on location at landmarks in Paris, like the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre, and he'll visit with athletes and their families and friends as well. Great. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. I think so. Kenny, what else do you have? I have a world record alert. A woman from Ghana appears to have broken the Guinness World Record for the longest continuous amount of time spent singing. Wow. I guess how long could you sing for? What is it, like a day or two? 126 hours and 52 minutes is how long she sang. 126 hours? What? That's over, what, four or five days? Yeah, she had the list of 125 Christmas songs. She started singing on Christmas Eve, and her attempt ended five days later. Does she still have a voice after that? So here, here's the thing, and I want to clarify this. Guinness has special rules for this record, so you are allowed to take a five-minute break every hour, or you have the option to take a 20-minute break every four hours. Hmm. So it's not continuous, like literally, but still quite the feat. They got to find the original name, the person who held that note and sang for the longest without a break. That's the world record. Well, I know Kenny G, I believe, holds the record for the longest played note. Really? Because he has the ability to, to breathe in through his nose and out through his mouth at the same time. It's a very rare ability that few musicians have. And he's a Kenny. And he's a Kenny. You must be really proud of him. (laughs) I am. Kenny, what else do you have? The USA Today spoke with a top international security professional who is giving advice on how to prevent your car from being stolen. Ooh, this is good to know. Can you still steal cars even with the keyless entries? Because I feel like when I start it from a distance, as soon as I get in it, uh, if I forget my keys, it'll turn off immediately. Yeah, well, it appears that that technology may be making this easier, TJ, really? because these key fobs and the vehicles are continuously transmitting a signal, and thieves are purchasing these devices that anybody can buy on the internet that are able to intercept those signals. Well, that's not fun. It's not fun at all. So the security expert is saying that you should keep your car key fob in a metal coffee can while at home. And then when you're in a parking lot, always lock your car from inside the vehicle or while you're at the vehicle rather than pressing the button from however many feet away. Good to know. Listen, so many clever scams, especially with all this new technology. Always great to take inventory on how to protect ourselves. Kenny, what else do you have? Another high-profile celebrity has publicly rejected Elon Musk's request to share content directly on X, formerly Twitter. Who is it? This time it's Mr. Beast. Oh, well, one of the top content creators on the internet. Yeah, they say YouTube's richest content creator, Mr. Beast, a.k.a. Jimmy Donaldson, his real name. You know, 
camera guy Josh was watching a Mr. Beast video the other day. I almost passed out after watching about four minutes of it. It's like, it's too intense for me. It's like, we're going to give you a million dollars if you eat this chocolate. Then you're going to... And then he does the thing where you like go in the room and you have to stuff as much cash as you can in your shirt. Yeah. And it all moves like a thousand miles an hour. I'm like, can can the internet just slow down yeah. for a second? There's so much going on. And these videos are oftentimes 20 minutes long. This last one was 20 minutes long. Yeah. It's like, guys, let's take a breath again. Does everything have to move this quickly? Like, where is the slowness of the planet? Does that exist anymore? And, you know, the interesting thing is this latest video, 20 minutes long, he himself put himself into solitary confinement for a week. Yeah, and I bet it's fast-paced. Like, the thing that's the slowest, right? (laughs) He somehow makes it (laughs) fast-paced. Somehow. So what he did is he posts all of his content to YouTube, but he uses social media to promote when those videos go live, including X. So he did that. And then an X user replied saying, you should upload on this platform too. Musk replied to that with a simple, yeah. Then Jimmy, Mr. Beast, responded saying, my videos cost millions to make, and even if they got a billion views on X, it wouldn't fund a fraction of it. Huh. I'm down to test stuff out, though, once monetization is really cranking. Huh. So that was his response. Well, this seems fair, right? He wants to make money for his work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he did the same thing. Elon Musk did the same thing to Taylor Swift a couple months ago. Taylor didn't even respond. So yeah, at least right. Mr. Beast was nice enough to, was nice to give a response. Kenny, what else do you have? Well, it's January 3rd. What's the status of your Christmas decorations, TJ? Oh, every year we get them down before Jan 1. Nice. Yeah, and this year is no different. As a matter of fact, I have a system. There's a door right next to where we keep the tree. I throw it right out off the deck and it just lands there. I leave it there until I get tired of looking at it and then I truck it off to the woods. You know, my mother leaves her Christmas tree up until past St. Patrick's Day Mm. in March. She decorates it for St. Patrick's Day. Tell her I think there's an actual danger there. Once that tree gets dry... It's a fake tree. Oh, well, then there's no danger. No danger. No danger. Let her know that. It turns out, according to best reviews, that there is an answer... That is steeped in tradition, when to take down your Christmas decorations, and it lies in the 12 days of Christmas. Many people don't realize that the 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas Day, and that the last day is January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, the day where the three kings or the three wise men arrive to deliver gifts to baby Jesus. Now, according to this tradition, that's when the Christmas season ends. So January 6th is the appropriate day to take down your Christmas decorations. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited to hear that, Kenny. Thank you for keeping us somewhat informed and for keeping the holiday season going a little longer. There you go. That's what's happening. I, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I heard Christmas music still. And I wow. looked at my watch. I go, is this correct? <laughs> and it actually felt kind of good. I was like, oh, okay, we're not quite done yet. It's, it's a slow boil to get out of the season. Christmas music and Valentine's Day candy already on sale. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 